You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlic. A podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and their business journey, including their top tips, especially for you. But not only that, you'll hear their inspirational stories too, the real authentic version, because life and business is actually a roller coaster. I'm the founder of Woman Who, and I help you to power up your personal brand and get visible. I teach you the simple steps to get where you want to be. I help you to find your story and create the opportunities for you to share it confidently on stage, in print, and in other media. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you so that you can achieve in the future. I'll be sharing my knowledge, insights and stories too. Enjoy this week's podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3pm and Friday at 8am and to be part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, get your podcast onto Grow Radio and check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills. So head over to growradio.uk today. Welcome to Woman Who Chat, and today I'm chatting to Jackie Wood, who is a menopause champion and tropic ambassador. Hello, Jackie. Hello. Good morning, Sandra. Uh, it's great that you're here, and uh, we're going to talk about menopause a little bit later because it's a really hot topic. Yeah. Um, but first, I want to know how you got into doing what you currently do. So give us a bit of background, Jackie. It's it's an interesting one. So it goes back quite a long way, Sandra. When I had my own perimenopause and then menopause, I had a very difficult time. But at that time, there was very little information about, you know, I'm going back quite a few years and there just wasn't the outpouring of information and, and people really wanting to come forward to help other people. And so there's all this information out there now. When I was going through mine, I didn't know where to look. There was none. I didn't even know what search terms to use. I had no idea. In fact, I thought I was going through it on my own. I thought I must have felt like the worst in the world who ever went through perimenopause. And that was when I actually reached the point where I knew it was perimenopause. So it took me a while to get there. So for a good 10 years, probably a bit more, I was doing everything wrong. I was eating the wrong things. I wasn't exercising. I was in an unhappy relationship, an unhappy job. You name it, it was happening. What that has actually done has turned out to be a a gift for me. Because although I reached a time where I, I did want to check out, I didn't want to be around anymore, I changed my life. And it's only looking back, I see what steps I took to change my life. But if somebody said to me at the time, you've got to do this and this, I thought that's just impossible for me right now that I can't do it. But if I had been with me back then, knowing what I know now, 
I'd have seen the steps much more clearly to take. Mm. So as I came out of that, I sort of rebalanced, everything rebalanced in my mind, in my body. I got very spiritual as well, which hadn't happened to me before. It's surprising how many perimenopausal women find their spirituality. It's interesting. And so different people came into my life. So there were more women in my life for one thing. And I found that they were lovely company. We had fun together. You know, it was a much warmer existence for me. And then I just started to soak up all this information. And as it came more forth, I was soaking it up more. So I sort of became a sponge. And I thought, I just don't want anybody to feel like I did or feel uh, isolated and afraid and alone uh, because there's no need for that now, wonderfully. So that's kind of what that did for me. And that's why I got going. <laughs> Long answer, short question. <laughs> that's OK. And you've actually, you know, you're, you're qualified in this, aren't you? You are licensed to, to deliver this support. Yes. Yeah. So there's a global company called the Menopause Experts Group, and it's founded by Dee Murray. And for about 20 years, she's been a powerhouse to scream the information out there and get as many people involved as possible. And she appoints licensees, so champions, to join her and use the branding, uh, which is what I'm doing. And she trains us. So we get ongoing training all the time. We get lots of uh, support and resources. And so that means now that I can actually accredit people with CPD points. I can go into companies and train them and they actually get the uh, menopause approved logo from MEG, which is great for them as well. And it allows me to go in with the training and the information, the knowledge and the experience that I've now got to really help them support their colleagues that are going through the, the transition, as it were. Yeah. You know, menopause, I remember when I went through it, it was a taboo subject. It wasn't talked about. It was something that just happened. And I didn't really think much about it. I remember going along to my doctor and saying, am I going through the menopause? Because I'm only 40 at the time. They went, no, no, you're far too young. You're far too young. And I went back at sort of 50 and said, am I going through the menopause yet? And they did a blood test. They went, oh, you've been through it. You've had it. Now, I was very lucky in that I didn't suffer anything. Or maybe I did looking back, but I just wasn't aware. I didn't get the the traditional. I I think that is because, and I'm I'm going to be open here, I think that's because I had endometriosis endometriosis from when I was 15. I had a a Mm -hmm. most terrible journey. Yeah, you would. Almost going through menopause has been a huge relief. Yes. uh, With no additional support, no HRT, nothing, you know, and I've been very lucky. But I do remember, you know, at the start when I thought, well, could this be menopause? There were some signs there, but there was no support there. So there was nobody I could ask. You know, this is a huge step forward in, in what you're delivering and and a, a bit of an eye opener for women that are now because they, you can go through menopause at any age. You can go through it at any age. Obviously, the younger you are, the rarer it gets, the younger the age group. But actually, one in 100 women can go through it in their 30s. And that's a lot. That makes it very common. But because we don't expect to be going through it, we're not looking for the connection. So we might get the signs. We might even think that we, you know, it's just an age thing. Or if we've had some poor health, we might attribute it to that as well. But we 
need to encourage more healthcare practitioners to think the hormone route, because that seems to be the missing link. Um, a lot of the research is showing now far more links between certain conditions and hormone fluctuations or hormone decrease. But that's only just coming to light. So there's still an awful lot of the, the public and the healthcare professionals who don't immediately think about that link but it's quite important I think that we do so that when we perhaps go to the doctor we might be able to say look you know um do you think it might be this because um there are a lot of guidelines out there there's a lot for healthcare professionals that they can do the research on and they can find out if there's anything going on out there and so if it's possible, you know, that women could become more aware themselves, then it empowers them. So when they do go to see a doctor or a nurse or, or somebody that's got a specialism in menopause, they can actually offer their side of things. So I think it's important that we empower ourselves with that knowledge. There, there are so many conflicting um, uh, research issues out there, but at least something's happening. That, that's the main thing. Briefly interrupting this podcast. Have you ever watched a speaker on stage and thought, oh, I'd love to do that one day? Have you wondered how they stand on stage and speak without notes so confidently? Do you wish that could be you? Then you need to attend the One Day Speaker Bootcamp on Sunday, the 5th of November in Warwickshire. It's a day packed full of content, and you'll walk away with a blueprint for a keynote speech that you can deliver confidently on stage time and time again. Book your place at womanwho.co.uk forward slash events. There's also monthly payment options available. Now back to the podcast. So let's dig down a little bit, you know, because I've always associated menopause with um, hot sweats and irritability. And they're probably the things that, you know, the hot flushes, you know, sat there. Fortunately, as I say, I didn't experience that. But what are the signs could we be looking out for? What are the things? What, you know, I know it's a never, it's a non-exhortive list, but yes. what, what should people look out for? They used to say that there are 34 signs of menopause. But I think, as you say, it's just got grown and grown because obviously it's different for everybody. And because oestrogen is our operating system hormone, it basically affects every cell in the body. And we've got about, what is it, 50 trillion at the last count. So if we are depleted in certain hormones, and it's not always just oestrogen, then something can happen anywhere in the body. So you might get your feet burning. You might get an aching elbow. You might get up one morning like I did and think, oh, my God, I need a hip replacement. You might start getting blurred vision. Your teeth might become loose. You might get itchy skin. You might forget your friend's name. You might decide that you don't want to get out of bed one morning. You might get terrible thirst. It's just, you name it, if you can think of it, it could possibly be due to your fluctuating hormones. So there, there are kind of sets of, of symptoms, if you will. They're physical, they're cognitive, they're psychological. 
So the physical ones, obviously, where you feel pains and aches and muscles and cramps and everything. And psychological would be where you're getting anxious, you're getting fearful, perhaps depression comes in. Maybe you get a little bit worried about what people are thinking about you. All all those kinds of things can go on. And then cognitive, where you literally can't remember where you left your keys and uh, you can't perhaps retain information as well as you used to. But I never, ever want to give the message that menopause is the most awful thing that's ever going to happen. Because like you, Sandra, you're one of the 75 percent, basically, of women that kind of sailed through it. Now, I've got two sisters and they hardly noticed it happening. Mine was just the opposite. And so although we've come out of the same pot, you know, it can be very different. Although your mum is probably a fairly good indicator. But for 25% of women, they notice it. And for about 5% of those 25%, they really notice it. But in the main, I would say that every woman, once they become aware and once they empower themselves with some knowledge and get some help, you know, just sort of say, help me, I'm here, and, and need that support, is going to get their way through it without without too much issue. I, I'm not denying the fact that a lot of women do have a really tough time, but the longer you leave it, the more there is to deal with. So it's quick, there's a change in me, what am I going to do about it? You know, I'm all for, let's, what can we do for ourselves, really? Interesting you say about the hereditary aspect, and I know you said you were different to your sisters, but I, I mirrored my mother's journey exactly. Wow. Yeah, it, to the year. Yeah. You know, which is interesting because it was her that said to me, you go and get another blood test because I think you've been through the menopause. And it was, you know, yeah, it, it, you know, that that going at 50 and finding out I'd gone through it. And she said, that was like, just like me. And yeah. And it's nice that you can have that conversation with your mum, actually, because a lot of people I speak to say, well, you know, my mum never spoke about it. Excuse me. She's passed away now. Or oh, my mum would never speak about it to me. You know, I only just got information about periods from her. But, excuse me, just as an aside, my mum was 43 when she passed away. And she actually took her own life three months after I was born. And my perimenopause started at 43. Now, my godmother, who brought me up, pardon me, said, oh, your mum was going through the change when she had you. Wow. So I think there is a definite, I think I was mirroring my mum, my two sisters didn't <laughs> for some reason. So it's an interesting one, isn't it, really? It is, you know, and you, you say that and, and you know, it, the, 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 the feelings you were feeling, there is support there now for that, whereas your mum must have been so desperate that yes. she thought there was no other way out because she probably didn't know what was happening to her. No, absolutely. And of course, she'll have got postnatal depression, I would imagine, on top of that. So and um, PND is also hormonal. You know, they're identifying so many connections now with um, so many uh, conditions after pregnancy. And in fact, when you think about puberty, periods, pregnancy, perimenopause, all the P's, postmenopause, it's all hormonal and um, everything in between is being affected by those hormone changes. Is it, I mean, is it something you can have a conversation with somebody about, make them aware, or do they need to have medical intervention? 
Well, that's a really interesting one, you know, because I've got a client at the moment. She did try HRT quite a while ago and she said, I think I started to feel better after about three months, but it was so so difficult to get an appointment at the doctor's. I, I gave it up. But now she isn't having medical support with added estrogen. She's finding a lot of other things coming up. So she's emotionally very quite low at the moment. And she's not having, she hasn't got that resilience that she once had. Now, HRT is great for some women and some women don't want to go on HRT or can't go on HRT. Very few can't, they're saying right now. But with HRT, a lot of people that take it think that's going to be the magic pill. That's it. I'm going to be fine. That's not always the case either, because as we should do through our lives, we really need to look after ourselves. And to be honest, because our bodies change so much during the menopause transition, we really need to start looking after ourselves much, much more to future proof our future decades. You know, 100 years ago, in our mid-50s, most of us had gone. Menopause was around about the same time, but now we're living until our late 80s on average. So we've got decades ahead of us, estrogen deficient, actually. So if we don't have HRT, and that's everybody's choice, then we've got to take care of our bodies in ways that really matter and give us that support and that strength going forward. Oh, Jackie, you're talking to me. I feel as if (laughs) my broken bones may be. I think I'm just clumsy, but no, it's true. And I I do eat very differently to how I ate 10, 20 years ago. I do exercise differently. I'm very conscious of what I put in my body Mm. is what I'm going to, you know, is going to help me get from day to day. And I, I get a good night's sleep. And I think sometimes... And I know that's very hard for women sometimes in menopause, but I do get my eight hours every night and I need that. That is going to stand you in so much good stead. Research on sleep is just coming out of every crack you can imagine. It actually affects everything about your life and it also affects your future years. So for you getting, that's probably the best thing that you could be doing. I mean, obviously your diet and your movement and everything, And also the way you feed your brain is fantastic too. And so sleep is just going to support all of that. I I think probably sleep is one of the first things that everybody should think about because that affects our hormone production as well. Therefore affects weight and well, mood, everything. I've always loved my sleep. My mum's always loved to sleep as well. And she's 92 this year. So uh, I'm hoping... I'm hoping that I follow her in that respect as well. You will, I'm sure. That's great. Great. Longevity is in her side of the family. (laughs) It's been fantastic chatting to you about this, Jackie. And we need to come back and we need to have another chat and another podcast and whatever. (laughs) I always ask my guests if they could give one piece of advice or a top tip to the audience, what would that be? What would be yours? Oh, put yourself first. You know, as women, whatever your situation, it's very rare for me to hear that a woman says, yeah, I always put myself first. My own needs come first. Put yourself first. And it's so important that you value yourself enough to get yourself back into balance again and not just to suck it up and get on with it, you know. So put yourself first. That's my massive big tip. (laughs) Big echo on that. Big echo. Sometimes we forget, don't we? We forget to put ourselves first and we shouldn't feel guilty for doing it. 
No, absolutely. In fact, it's the most selfless thing we can do because if we're happy, then that means that everyone else around us is going to be happy as well. So that's the best gift you can give to people. And, And if you're strong, then you can actually carry on being that support to the people around you without depleting your own uh, energy supplies or anything else. Thank you, Jackie. Well, today I've been chatting to Jackie Wood, menopause champion and tropic ambassador. Jackie will pop all your links in the show notes so that people can follow up and get in touch with you. Thanks, Sandra. I've really enjoyed it. You got me on my favourite subject. (laughs) (laughs) That's great chatting to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next week for more inspiration, learning and top tips. In the meantime, visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey or even feature on a future podcast. You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, find support and make new connections with over a thousand women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlick.